Welcome to Reflect the Life You Want, where we talk about not only how to survive, but to thrive. I'm your host, Tim Howard, man school strategist, former Army officer, successful Homes for Heroes real estate agent. This show will focus on living a life of greatness, of wholeness, and completeness. This show will be talking about our dreams, our goals, and how to go about creating them. So join me to learn how to reflect and design the life you want to live. This is Tim Howard, and welcome to Reflect the Life You Want podcast. I am especially excited today to have Gina Hamaday, the author of I Want to Thank You, on the podcast episode today. So welcome, Gina. Oh, hi, Tim. I'm so thrilled to be here, really. Thank you for having me. Yeah, your book has very quickly become one of my favorites. I'm just going to hold it up. Oh, my goodness. Um, Look at all those posts. I want to thank you. And, um, you know, the name of this podcast is Reflect the Life You Want, which is the theme of the Mirror Book Project. And me and my co-author, Maria Spears, in the second, or the first E, rather, of the Reflect Acrostic is to each day to be grateful. So when I saw your book and I said, oh, I got to check this out. Because it's, you wrote, you know, the subtitles like how a year of gratitude can bring joy and meaning in a disconnected world. So I just wanted to tee it up with you. You know, what inspired you to do this? And then I want to talk about the book itself and, and get into some specifics. Sure. So the year itself was the year I wrote 365 gratitude notes. And the reason that I decided to do that was... It all started on this train ride. I was commuting from my house in Brooklyn to the consulting gig I had out in Summit, New Jersey. And I was maybe a week or two into this new gig. And I turned to a stack of thank you notes that was on my to-do list. I had organized a fundraiser at the end of you know, in December, the, you know, just about a month prior around Christmas time. And I'd raised a bunch of money and I had promised thank you notes to everybody who donated. And I turned to the thank you notes. I started writing them. It was just one other thing on my very long to-do list. It wasn't something I was, I felt neutral about this task. Um, But I noticed that when I spent that hour on the train writing the thank you notes instead of what I would have normally been doing, you know, email, social media feed, busy, busy, you know, fill in the blank. It just started my day off in this totally different way. I felt like my shoulders relaxed, my breathing slowed. It just was a different way to start the day and a better way to start the day. And I felt like that good mood that it put me in lasted throughout the day. And so it was kind of reflecting on this at the end of the month because I finished my last thank you note. It was January 31st. And I was thinking, God, that was really surprisingly a positive experience it was actually fun. It had all these, you know, benefits. I feel better. I want to keep it up, but I don't know what that would look like. And I noticed that I looked at my list of people, recipients, and I had 31 people on the list. I'd written 31 notes. It was January 31st. So the idea kind of came to me in this neatly wrapped box. Okay, let's keep it up. Let me write a gratitude note or thank you note for every day of this year. I've already, I've already done one month. I only have 11 more to go. Um, and then I sort of, you know, put some structure behind it and organize what that year would, would look like. Yeah. And I love, I love the structure of the book and I love how you structure the, uh, the chapters themselves, um, where you have like at the start of each chapter, you've got a benefit, uh, 
a surprise <laughs> and then a lesson. Right. And as I read through it, it was like I was just captivated by each chapter. It's like, you know, it's, it's structured for something different, whether it was the thank yous for the fundraiser or then you started writing letters to your neighbors and then you got into writing to friends and you reconnected with some long lost friends. But I, it was just really cool. There's so many nuggets and pearls of life wisdom packed in this book. It's just amazing. It's like um, I normally read a book with a highlighter and underlighter, and your book is so beautiful, I didn't want to mess it up. That is so But cool. I had a stack of post-it notes, and it's like every other page <laughs> I'm trying to say, oh, that's so good. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, the the I knew I came up in magazines. I worked at Oprah Magazine and Food and Wine Magazine and Rachel Ray Magazine. So I, I think like an editor. Um, and so this was my... I guess content calendar is one way to put it is I knew that if I just decided to write a note every day that, you know, that's just a sort of an impossible task. Who would I write? You know, it just feels too big and too, um, just too difficult. So I organized the months by topics, as you mentioned. So I came up with 11 topics on that first initial train ride, um, wrote a list, you know, friends, some of them were very, straightforward friends, neighbors, mentors, and then some got a little more, um, I don't know, esoteric food and travel. And, you know, the reason why when I sat down to write the book, um, the reason why I pulled out a lesson and a benefit and a surprise for each chapter was that each of those, you know, groups, they just felt so different. I mean, writing to neighbors, a few sentences to neighbors who had done me a favor is so different from getting in touch with friends from long ago, which is so different from thanking a mentor for all the ways they, you know, modeled, you know, various traits or, you know, you know, advice they gave, which is so different from fan mail to authors. So each month really right. felt, and that's, that's really why I kept it up was it was really interesting. You know, it was every month felt like a totally different project. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the thing, I'm going to read from the back cover of your book something that, um, and you, you, you've got a lot of research woven in here, too, around the power of gratitude, but it's, it says, discover the joy of saying thank you one heartfelt note at a time. We all know that gratitude is good for us, but the real magic comes when we express it to others. So it was like, yeah, I know that I, I write out gratitudes every day in the morning, part of my morning routine. So I could relate to what you were saying about what you were experiencing on the train ride. But it's like there's so much power in just focusing on the good that's happening in our lives and expressing that to others. Um, it's, like, it's like this triple whammy. It's like they get the benefit of receiving this beautiful, heartfelt note, but you're getting the benefit of sending it and right. what that's doing for you. And then you're getting the follow-up connection with them and you you just just so many beautiful stories throughout the book of people that reach back out to you and the impact of that note that it had them and and bringing up old memories like from college friends and stuff like that it was just so cool yeah it um i like to say that it's a leveled up gratitude journal i'm somebody who has tried to keep a grat a gratitude journal over my life a few times and i just never stick with it um and this was much easier for me to stick with. First of all, there was this very specific goal and I'm a goal oriented person. So I just <laughs> had to see it through, but also the feedback, like you're saying, the feedback that starts to come 
in, which was never my, it was never the point and it was never the intention. And in fact, I wrote a little note to myself early on that said, sorry if you hear my, um, my doorbell. That's, that's the life we live in. It's always in an yeah. interruption. Um, you know, I wrote a note to myself in the beginning, give everything, expect nothing. You know, it, like I can't, I can't do this. The, pro- the point of the project is not to get a lot of nice feedback and for people to be like, oh, that was so nice. You know, it, it really, yeah. I couldn't get wrapped up in that and it wasn't the point. But that being said, um, you know, it, it really, of course there was feedback and that really did, yeah. um, you know, serve as... Um, as motivation to keep it going for sure. Yeah. So you were, you were very intentional about just showing unconditional love. Right. Right. Putting it out there without any expectation of any return, but you did get the benefit and the blessing of that occurring as you, you just put that love out there for other people. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if there's anything specific insight you gained for yourself, either, you know, throughout the process or maybe with a particular group that you're writing to that was just like a really big, you talk about these surprises mm-hmm. in each chapter. I'm wondering if there's one that really stands out was like really beneficial to you personally. Yeah. So at the outset, I anticipated getting back in touch with, you know, long lost friends, teachers, mentors, you know, who's going to pop up in my life and, you know, who will I get back in touch with and what, what will those conversations be like? Um, But, you know, naturally I started writing a lot of notes to people in my family, to my husband, to my mother-in-law, to my mom, to my dad, my siblings. Um, And the lessons there were sort of immediate and amazing. Like right in my first month or technically my second month, but my first, you know, my neighbor's month, which was the first one that I did intentionally, (laughs) not by accident. Um, I, you know, spent the month seeking out these people who were doing me favors and some were from years back and some were, you know, happening in real time. And, you know, I remember there was a guy at the Trader Joe's who followed me across the street and because I had forgotten a bag and he chased after me and caught up with me. And so I wrote him a note and gave it to his manager. And then I walked home and my mother-in-law was there. She is our nanny on Mondays and she had brought, let's see, she had brought like two dinners, frozen dinner, you know, made and froze dinners for us for the week. She had bought my son a new winter jacket because she noticed his was getting small. And I was like, okay, so I came up with this structure, but you know, I'm going to have to be flexible with it and write I have a lot of notes to write. So first of all, so, um, it'd be nice if I could, you know, they don't, my, my February notes don't have to be 28 neighbors. Like let's say they're 20 or 21 neighbors and the rest can be, you know, to people like Louise who are perhaps doing something right now, you know, as a favor or doing some kindness for me and my family. And I don't need to wait until the family month at the end of the year to thank her for it. Right. Um, right. So that kept happening a lot. Like with, with Louise, I was writing her like a note every few weeks. Um, and it just showed me how much she does for the family, which wasn't a surprise, but to really document it was powerful for me Mm -hmm. and for her. And then it kind of opened up 
the door for us to have these conversations, like maybe more, maybe more difficult conversations, you know, because she's the nanny on Mondays, there's all, I don't know if you have kids, like, you know, all kinds of issues come up. Somebody makes a judgment call and it's not the same one I would have made or whatever it is. Um, and I think I used to be a little more shy bringing up those conversations, but once I was expressing gratitude all the time, I knew that she wouldn't take it personally because I wasn't saying, Oh God, you're really doing a terrible job at everything. I was just, you know what I mean? Like, it's like it, it allowed me expressing that much gratitude allowed me to also express a few grievances because it was (laughs) outweighed by the gratitude, you know? Um, and it's always better if we have those conversations, right? That life is better. I I was struck by that in some of the latter chapters where you were talking more about family and you're talking about writing to your husband, how, how much vulnerability you just showed in your writing, you know, like you said, you know, just kind of an open book. It's like, wow, this is really cool. Not only is it uh, stuff that she's learning, but it's making an impact on people in her lives. And I thought that was a really cool insight. It's like, you know, I hadn't really thought about that, but if I'm stronger on this side of expressing the gratitude, it kind of gives me capacity to maybe have some other more challenging conversations, right. crucial conversations. Right, right. Because you're right. There's a balance there where it's not, I'm not only bringing up complaints. I'm bringing yeah. up all kinds of nice things, you know, and then yeah. let me also address some, some complaints so we can have that discussion too. Yeah, that's really cool. You mentioned something a minute ago that kind of made me think about another thing, insight that popped up for me as I was reading is like, this concept that, you know, this gratitude or thank you letter, it, you know, it's almost more powerful if there's some time between something. Yes. And it's never too late. Yeah. It's like you're writing to people from things that happened 20, 30 years ago. Yes, decades. And how powerful it is even for that, that person now. Right. Yeah, that was one of my favorite sort of insights, and I got that one early on because there's just something that's... Um, you know, hard boiled into us. I don't know if that's the right word, baked into whatever, whatever it is. We, we all think about thank you notes. If we ever think about them, that you have to do it right away. There's like a time, Mm -hmm. like the clock's ticking. Um, and it makes sense when, what, when it is accomplishing the goal of, of, you know, confirmation of receipt, right? I got your present. Like that's basically, you know, was the original goal of that, right? Like, I got your present. Thank you. Um, But when you're talking about something that somebody did or said, there's no expectation. Nobody ever does this. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) there's no, nobody would ever expect it. So it can't be late. And more than that, you can write with the benefit of time and perspective. So you can say how what they did or said impacted you, you know, Mm -hmm. and what you remember 20 years later. Um, yeah. which is probably something completely different from what they remember. Yes. Yeah, I, I was just struck by how powerful some of those, the responses you got back and, you know, the reconnections that you made with people, how powerful that was. And, and just this idea, it's, you know, like whatever the book of etiquette would be, you've got to write this note. So, but it's like, it's like, there's, there's, it's never too late. Never too late to go Never back and say late. thank you for something. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I talk about, I'm occasionally just... I'll talk about my uh, 
my sixth grade teacher in elementary school was very impactful to me. And I'll give her a shout out on Facebook every now and then. We're Facebook friends. And, or I'll shoot her a little message, just, hey, I was thinking about you today. It was like something comes up in my life. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, it was 50 years ago almost, but it's still impactful to me and want her to know that, hey, she did some good back then and I still appreciate it. I have the same with my fifth grade teacher and I'm on a mission to find her. She has a very common name, Mary C. Hall. Very wow. common name. And I called my old elementary school, the principal's like, oh, Mary Hall, wasn't she the best? <laughs> I know she moved to Central California and that's all I have. That's all you know. <laughs> you got to put a private investigator on. Yeah, exactly. Hey, I'm going to open up the, your book and I'm going to grab a couple. So the, the ones that were like really, really impactful, I'm, I've got them sticking out. Ooh, great. Uh, further in uh, the book so they really jump out at me so like one of these in the the chapter you were writing about um this this was like to the local people in the community uh in the month of february but this idea that you pass the positivity to people who started it (laughs) (laughs) so it's kind of like it's kind of like this you know I i thought about pay it forward but it's really no it's it's this person did something that you appreciate. Now you're sharing that appreciation, and then that's going to carry forward into someone else they come into contact with. Right. It's like a starts with this little lovely feedback loop, and then right, and then it kind of ricochets. Um, I had a couple people say that I inspired them to write somebody else. Like in my yeah. travel chapter, I wrote to a college friend who hosted my family at her Seattle house years back, and. She wrote to me and she said she also wrote to somebody else who had, you know, yeah. who she visited. So you're, you're inspiring other people to now, because the gratitude they received from you now, to the go on and express it to other people. Right, right. That's really cool. You're making an impact, Gina. <laughs> Trying. This, this, and this, this good segue for this next one is that that's, uh, this concept to be remembered Mm. That it's going to live on, right? And you, I, and I, I think you, I, th- I can't remember if it was that chapter where you took like the pictures, old photographs, and you made up like this mailing label on the back, and like just sending these things off. Right. So right, they're they're. So you're referring to there's um, a passage that I have talking about like how much I thought about my own mortality. Um, in this year and just thinking about that, you know, some of these might outlive me, who knows, people tend to put these mementos in a box and then who knows when they open the box. Right. Um, and, and my friend's month is when I took old photos of, um, mostly my high school friends in California. And I just have these like boxes full of yellowing photographs, you know, old school. And all you have to do is reinforce it with a mailing label and turn it into postcard and off it goes. Um, And that was a really fun, that was a really fun month. And I got a lot of lovely responses back, but yeah, um, who knows, who knows where those will end up, Um, you know, tucked in pages of a book or wherever. And that's, um, you know, that is something we lose. I love, I love, communicating in any 
in any way. I love communicating by email and text and I'm not anti, I'm not a, you know, I'm, I'm not purely analog. Um, but that part is lost, right? Where like even the most heartfelt email will pretty much never be printed out and saved. Right. You know, it might be tucked into a folder save and then what are you ever going to, you know, that that's, (laughs) that's as far as it goes. Yeah, I, I write a lot of thank you notes uh, to people, too. So I think that's why when I first saw that your book, I was like, oh, she's, I got to check this out, see what she's got to say. Yeah, and, and another one that really stood out is that I've uh, contributed in some way to people's lives. And it, and it may be in that chapter where you were. I know what you're at. referring to. Um, in my food chapter, I wrote a letter to the chef at a restaurant that's long since closed down, but my husband and I in our 20s, that was like our place, and we went there all the time, and we got to know the chef, and she since moved to another town, and we vaguely kept in touch, but, you know, not haven't seen her in years, and I wrote her a note just about how much the restaurant was called Little Giant on the Lower East Side, Mm -hmm. and just how much it meant to us, and I, you know referred to little details once on our sixth dating anniversary, my husband and I, like we hadn't, we weren't even married yet. Um, she sent out biscuits, like she, they had these cheddar biscuits on the menu and she sent them out in a little Roman numeral six. So sweet. Um, anyway, so cool. you know, I t- included those details and just how no restaurants ever really compared since. And she s- wrote me back this email and we subsequently got on the phone and she, and that was one of the things she said that, you know, it, she was in this place in her life where she was feeling down for a lot of reasons and reading this, it made her realize that she had made a difference in people's lives. You know, it was like proof, um, Mm -hmm. which was powerful. Yeah. Well, I have a feeling you're going to make an impact on a lot of people's lives with this book because it's so powerful. Hey, I'm going to go back. I mentioned uh, Beth, the teacher or the person at staff on school around this concept of Thankful Thursday. And there was a quote that you attributed uh, from her that Mm -hmm. was really impactful. I turned it into an Instagram post, but I'm just going to read it real quick if I can find it. But it's – you were talking about – you know, when they were thanking other people and how beautiful that was. Yeah. Well, you're that, looking for the a, quote. Maybe. Oh, do you want me to tell you the story? Or you, you read the quote yeah. and I'll tell you the whole you, story. I'll read the quote and then you can yeah. tell the story. So yeah. it says, that's a life lesson. Step outside whatever you are in and realize what you are appreciative for. And it's like, that is so true. Yeah. It's like oftentimes we're in the midst of stuff and we just don't. We don't necessarily see the good of what's already happening in our lives. Yeah. But it was just so powerful for her to share that with you. So I, I'll tee that up and, you know, yeah. you, you tell us about that whole experience and, you know, what that was like. Yeah, it's actually one of my favorite, pa- my favorite parts of the book. And, um, and it was one of the last ones I wrote. So Beth is a librarian at this giant high school in Virginia. She's the librarian. And she read about my story. There was an article on Cup of Joe before I even had a book deal or anything, but there's a blog called Cup of Joe, and there was an article about the year, this year, that I, that I did. And she read about it and started something because of, 
you know, inspired by that, by my story, she started something called Thankful Thursdays, where every Thursday at the library, kids can come in, and I guess they come in for lunch sometimes. Kids can come in, they're free to eat lunch in the library. So she had set up, you know, a little thank you note station with some tips on how to write thank you notes and who you can write them to and what you might say, you know, pens, a bunch of free thank you notes. And not only that, she would deliver them. She and her library staff would deliver them right to the the teachers or the students. If there was somebody on staff, they would get delivered. So it's like a little courier service in addition to <laughs> providing the that you know the the materials and the inspiration. So I didn't know all of this at the time. All I knew she came, she she DM'd me. Oh my god! I started. Thank you for doing this. I started Thankful Thursdays. It's been a hit so far. And I'm like, what? What? What's happening? What is Thankful Thursdays? So I ended up taking my son, um, who helped me with a lot of these notes. Um, and he was really kind of my little partner in this year. I ended up taking him on the train from New York down to DC and to Virginia and spending the afternoon there in the library and seeing what this was all about and sitting in on a class because now, then she started hosting classes who had like a social emotional, you know, special little day where they would, instead of having their normal class, they would spend the day in the library writing thank you notes. And I talked to a bunch of the students who were writing notes and, you know, just sort of took in the whole thing, which was so powerful in a lot of ways. But Beth, at the end, I was talking to Beth, just saying like, you know, what have you seen? What have you seen kids respond to? And, and she said, you know, sometimes somebody says, I don't have anybody to thank. There's nobody. And then they Mm -hmm. sit and they think, and they start writing and then they have a bunch of people to thank. And so that's, That's sort of, that's where the, that quote came from. Well, the, in the, the book project, I'm writing The Mirror with uh, my co-author Maria Spears. We, and we talk about gratitude and the way I think about it. And I think there's a Zig Ziglar quote that's similar to this, but it's like, the more grateful I am, the more grateful I become, and then the more grateful things come into my life to be grateful for. Right, right. So it's like, as I focus on what I'm thankful for, grateful for, I see more. Mm-hmm. And then I show up, I start to show up differently. And then I start to attract different things into my life that I'm able to be even more grateful for. Right. So I just, I just thought her, her life lesson there was so powerful to step outside wherever you are in and realize what you're appreciative for and that you captured. I thought it was really cool. You got to take your son down there with you on that trip. That, yeah. That'll probably be a trip he'll remember for the rest of his life. It really is. It really is. He talks about it a lot. So one other thing I I touched on or I wanted to touch on, and then I'm going to jump into some other questions was this idea. And I think, I can't remember if you were talking to your, your, uh, your mom or your mother-in-law, but this idea that gratitude helped me arrive at a place where I focus not on what my mom wasn't, Mm -hmm. but what she was. Yeah. And I think oftentimes, we oftentimes, I know this has been true for me at parts of my life, is I, I focus on the problem or what the gap is. And right. for me, the concept of the mirror is that, you know, I'm, I'm really seeing through a mirror. I'm really seeing if there's something I don't like externally, it's really something I don't necessarily like about myself. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. kind of projecting out there. And you had this keen insight that is like, you know, there's a lot of good there with mom even mm-hmm. though there may still be some challenges. It's like, ah, oh, I can just appreciate all this goodness. Yeah, she lives in California. And when she comes to visit, 
us in New York, it's, you know, for a, a, generally a short amount of time. And I don't know, the last few visits had been sort of challenging in one way or another. I felt disappointed, you know, she wasn't, I don't know what all the disappointed in all these ways. And at the end, this was toward the end of this year, it was Thanksgiving. So it was toward the end of my thank you year. And I feel like I was really primed for that, you know, for that lesson that I kept learning over and over again. Like, let's not look at what's wrong. (laughs) Let's not look at what's wrong. Let's try to look at what's right. Um, And there was a lot that was right. And then me expressing that, me saying, God, mom, it's like, you can't let us do one dish. You're doing all the dishes. Like you, you seriously made our bed. Like, how are you, you know, whatever it was, um, you know, or just like, God, you really make the kids feel special. Like you really pay them this nice attention, whatever, whatever it was, me giving her that feedback made her Mm -hmm. feel great and relax, which made me relax. And it just, it kind of smoothed out the edges, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I was just thinking about a quote. I think it's attributed to Alex Haley yeah, years ago, uh, you know, the author Roots. It was like this idea, you know, catch somebody doing something right and say thank you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I ha- used to have to I remind myself when I used to work in manufacturing industries years ago, it was like I, ha- I could see what's wrong just walking through the manufacturing plant. But it's like really taking the time and being intentional about it and going and catching an employee doing something well right. and just recognize them. Right. Say, hey, appreciate what you're doing. Right. You know, it's just, it just goes so far. It goes so far. Well, I'm, I ask two questions of every guest, mm-hmm. but I want to, I don't know if there's anything from the chapter that you write about you and uh, your husband, Jake, that you was, you know, really, really cool or insightful you'd want to share with our listeners. Cause I just thought it was so real so authentic, so vulnerable. It's like, oh, wow, she's just putting it all out there. So cool. <laughs> um, yeah, for some reason, this is a, this is like a, um, this is, this is a not really, I don't know if this is, you know, this sort of semi relates, um, but I got an, a, a fan mail from somebody in England and she called herself a po-faced Brit, which I had to like look up what that meant. (laughs) But she's like, you know, you share so much. And as a po-faced Brit, some of it made me uncomfortable, but I know I have to just get over myself. And I really loved it. (laughs) I'm like, um, anyway, po-faced Brit. Well, it was awesome. Didn't, didn't know that. I encourage people when they buy the book to, especially if they're a husband and wife, you know, just just so uh, there's just so much beauty in that the stories that you shared there. But so um, sorry, I, I I I didn't mean to skirt your question. It, I did write my husband one note for every day of the month um, in December. Yeah. It was my last month. He turned forty at the end of the year, so it sort of dovetailed nicely. And it was a, I really feel like this is a fascinating experiment that I recommend to anybody. Um, you know what we were just saying about my mom, what we were saying about anybody that it, mm-hmm. it, instead of looking for, um, what's wrong, you know, which two people do and they have to see what's wrong and address it, you know, it's natural, it's not bad, but to really put an effort into looking at everything my husband does instead of just cataloging everything yeah. I do. We have two little kids. We're both doing way too much. Um, mm-hmm. it was just really powerful, really powerful for both of us. You know, one example, um, you know, I wrote him a note once about how he's the DJ, you know, and it's like he always, it's like not only is he playing nice music all the time, he's like 
you know, he's sort of managing our moods. Like the kids are crazy. <laughs> he puts on like something chill, some nice chill jazz and kind of like helps them. Um, you know, it, it's like a little thing, but it's, he was really touched actually that I kind of noticed that, you know, mm-hmm. um, cause it's just one of his jobs. We don't talk about it, but I'm like, you know, I'm yeah. not only, I really appreciate that. I never have to think about the music. There's always beautiful music on. It's the exact right music for the moment. And then he said that as he like goes to pick out a record or whatever, it's like he has an extra little, you know, it's like he knows that I'm noticing it. So it feels better yeah. for him just for one little example. Yeah, it's it's there's just so much beauty in that chapter as people when they order the book and they get it and they read it, just they're just gonna be really touched by it. And I've I've had that experience. I had someone a very special friend of mine that I, I wrote a note every day for a period of time. Uh and how much impact I know that was impactful on them, but it was very, very, very impactful on me. Mm. And just how that really strengthened the bond that we have with one another as friends. Uh, it was very, very powerful. Oh, I but love that. Something. I, I chose to do something, and it's like, okay, I'm going to commit to this, and I did it, and I did it every single day for about six months. Wow. Um, so it's just been so cool to hear you uh, share all these experiences, and I, you know, when people get a chance to read, I want to thank you and everything that you've written and shared. It's going to be impactful, just like it did for Beth down in Virginia and she created Thankful Thursdays. That's inspired me. It's like, you know, I got I need to do something every Thursday. I, I think of the same thing. That inspired me too. Yeah. I'm like, you know, lunchtime on Thursdays, let, let, that, let that just be a reminder. There's probably yeah. a note or two that you, you know, could write on a Thankful Thursday. Yeah. Well, each guest on Reflect the Life You Want podcast, I always ask two questions at the end. And the first question I always ask is, you know, you're going through all this stuff and you're experiencing and learning a lot, but it's like, what are you, Gina, mm-hmm. right now focused on to reflect more of the life that you want to have for yourself right now? So something I've been doing lately, I've been trying to, you know, I don't know how about your morning routine. We got into, over COVID, our morning routine shifted so much. We slept later. Um I don't know. So I'm finding in the last, I'm trying to rethink my morning routine in the last few months because I, um, we're sleeping a little later and then immediately I pick up my phone. I don't know if you do the New York times spelling bee. It's very (laughs) addictive. Um, it's very fun. I can't say that I have. Oh, it's, uh, Uh, I'm, if you ever get, if don't do it. And if you do it, (laughs) I know you're going to blame me. You're going to be hooked. Um, it's anyway. So it's like, it's very tempting to just immediately pick up my phone and look mm-hmm. at that spell, New York Times spelling bee app and see if I can get to the highest level genius right away. And I'm yeah. really trying lately. I have a beautiful journal by the side of my bed and I'm really trying to keep my phone even downstairs plugged in is really the key to this. Um, and to wake up with, I'm always, I always have some thoughts in the morning, something I've vaguely been thinking out, thinking about mm-hmm. overnight um, a goal for the day, something that I'm, you know, some, something, I always have these thoughts in the morning that are kind of important. And I'm really trying to just spend truly a couple minutes in the morning writing in that journal instead of picking up my phone. Yeah. There's a lot of power in that. It's a big part of my morning routine as well. Well, you know, you've, uh, 
you've got a lot of life wisdom. You've had some really cool experiences that you've been able to be a part of, and you write about quite a bit in, in the book, you know, some of your experiences in the different uh, magazines you've been involved with, and, you know, people like Oprah Winfrey and Rachel Ray, some mm-hmm. pretty significant people you've had the opportunity to work with, collaborate with. And, you know, as, as you look out right now at this point in your life, if, if there were any one thing that you would want to share with others of how they can reflect more of the life they want, what would that be? It's simple, but express more gratitude. Um, <laughs> it feels awkward. Um, you know, I have, I'm, I, I'm sure you read that part in my food chapter where I talk about, I interviewed a social scientist that studies the awkwardness of this. Yes, <laughs> and it's basically, yeah. you know, everybody overestimates the awkwardness of sending a very heartfelt gratitude letter or just expressing mm-hmm. gratitude in a really heartfelt way. Everybody overestimates the awkwardness of that and yeah. everybody underestimates the impact. So it's not yes. just you. And by the way, even though I had 365 of them and even though I got, you know, better at this or I don't know about getting better, but you know, at a certain point I was used to the feeling it never went away. Yeah. It always felt a little awkward. Yeah. It was always a little scary. It always felt like, ah, is this person going to think I'm weird? This is weird, right? It's a little weird. Um, and I just did it anyway. And, you know, and that opened me up to all those wonderful surprises yeah. and, you know, all of, all of this sort of magical year. So yeah. you don't have to rate 365. What? You could just rate a few. Well, I'm just imagining the ripple effect Mm -hmm. that that has had in the world and just how much goodness and gratitude and thankfulness and love you've put out there and how that's impacting, just like Beth down in Virginia, the lady out in Seattle, my hometown, you know, just how that has then gone out into the world and how that's going to impact other people. And your book, I know, is going to have a huge impact on anyone who takes the time to read it and enjoy it as much as I have. So if people want to learn more about Gina Hamaday or your book, I want to thank you. And I know you've written another book, um, something with nachos. Buenos nachos, yeah. Buenos nachos. It was a, yeah. it was a different, it's less inspiring, but very delicious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, based on your time in the kind of the food genre. Yeah. But if people want to connect with Gina Hamaday and uh, learn more about your book, where to buy your book... Um, yeah, my website's probably the best. Um, okay. You know, just my name.com, GinaHamity.com. And that yeah. links to my Instagram. There's a newsletter sign up there. My book is available anywhere, but it's there's links there as well. So that's a good good place to start. Well, when your episode comes out, we'll have in the episode show notes links to your uh, website, Instagram, and uh, probably have a direct link to like Amazon to purchase the Perfect. book. But um just just so enjoyed your book, Gina, and it's just been a distinct pleasure for you to be on the show. Gratitude is a huge part of my life, and for me and my co-author, Maria Spears of the Mirror Book Project, it's, it's core to the book we're writing, you know, the first E, the second key chapters to each day to be grateful. So I'm especially grateful for you being on the show, taking some time to be with us. And I'm looking forward to buying more copies of your book to give it away to friends and business colleagues and other people that I know they'll be blessed by it. Oh, well, that's so nice. And it was really my distinct pleasure. This has been just lovely. Yeah. 
Well, I always say to my guests, go out there and live a life of greatness. I will try. I will try. <laughs> I'm sure you will. All right, Gina, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.